Today, we're discussing one of the biggest myths we see when it comes to how people think they can improve their resume or make themselves look better in the police hiring process. Let's discuss. Before we get started, listen, those gifts are in the description. Just open up the description. You'll see two gifts down there from me to you. First one being the Getting Started Workshop. It's going to walk you through each phase of the hiring process. That Those phases are going to be what prepare you or give you the insight to know what's coming your way. There's a bunch of hidden bonuses, and we go over some additional myths outside of what we'll be covering today. So use that. It's my gift to you. Additionally, if you have something more specific, something to you, something that you want to know about your police hiring process, jump on a free coaching call with me. I'd be glad to sit down, discuss, help you get out there, help you start earning a great income with a great profession serving the community. Now, what is the biggest myth that most people have when it comes to making themselves look better, whether that's on their resume or investing in themselves. And it's probably not what you think. It's actually going to be firearms. Most people say, Hey, I am, I am, you know, certified in concealed carry and I have all this. Now, while the certification in concealed carry, that is that in itself, it's not the actual certification that actually makes you stand out. It's the fact that, hey, you've been ran through a background process where it says that you are legally allowed to possess and own a firearm. That is actually what benefits you more because it gives you that kind of pre, not pre-clearance, but it shows that you can pass a background criteria to own a firearm, which is a number one or the main disqualifying, permanent disqualifying factor. Let me reemphasize that permanent disqualifying factor. If you cannot own or possess a firearm, you cannot become a law enforcement officer. So keep that in mind. And bear with me on this because I'm fighting off a cold right now. So if I sound a little bit different, I, I, I'm just fighting off a cold. Now, when it comes to this aspect, that looks great, right? And that says, okay, hey, there's nothing that I should be too concerned about in this background that says this individual is a convicted felon. They're dishonorably discharged from the military. They have a domestic violence issue against them. None of that is, all that stuff is kind of like, oh, I can kind of just, I can take that at face value as a background investigator, right? I can look at that and say, no, I don't, I'm not too concerned about these particular issues when it comes to your character or, or morality. But most people say, oh, I'm really proficient with firearms and I, you know, and I shoot all the time and I have a concealed carry and I've taken multiple courses. That's great. And that will benefit you in the academy. But here's what you really need to know about law enforcement. We want law enforcement officers that are going to use their head. Right. That's why we tend to look for individuals that actually have a little bit more years of work experience rather than just college, because we like to see that you can actually handle a situation without it getting into a confrontation out in out in the real world. We'll just say the real world for right now. Not that college isn't is an extension of the real world, but we'll say out in the work environment, right, an employed environment. So when it comes to this, you're not. You're not really selling yourself in any best way. And, and I, you know, when I'm doing my free coaching calls or when I'm meeting with my my coaching members, or even just answering questions either on YouTube or anywhere else, a lot of people say, Hey, I'm a great candidate. I have all this, you know, I have my firearm certifications. I've I've taken it. 
law enforcement want individuals who use their head, not their firearms. And I'm going to give you kind of a, a real life understanding of this. The movies get this completely wrong. I don't care what movie you watch or what generation you're in. If you draw or use your firearm in the line of duty, even if it's legally acceptable, you are looking at not being out on the street or being on a suspension for months up to a year, if not longer, right? While the investigation is completed and it takes a while. And then the investigation might came, come back and you might not be eligible to go back out on the street at all, right? Depending because you got to go through psychological evaluation and, and a whole slew of things. Using your firearm is the last resort that law enforcement want. And it's, it's the, it's the end there. You can't go past that, right? That is it. That is the last resort. As soon as your firearm leaves your holster, you have presented any situation with deadly force, right? That's what the courts have deemed. That's what everyone deems is as soon as your firearm leaves, whether you pull the trigger or not, as soon as it leaves its holster, that's deadly force. So if you think selling yourself, Hey, I'm, I'm this great marksman and I, I, and I, I love to shoot and I'm super proficient. I'm a firearms instructor for law enforcement. I teach people how to shoot proficiently every day, all day. However, however, I also teach them the legality behind it that it is the last resort. Sometimes your first resort is your last resort, but it is the last resort that you want to use. And it dramatically changes the dynamic of your profession. So, do not think that that is your huge selling factor. If you have a concealed carry certification or any type of other state requirement, background requirement, certification in law enforcement or not law enforcement, firearms, that's great. That means that you pass the general background check to be able to own and possess a firearm that does a little bit of legwork for me or a background investigator or something along those lines. But do not leverage that, especially not in your background interview, not in your not in your board interview and more specifically, not in your psych interview, right? Because we don't want individuals out there saying, oh, firearm, firearm. I use my firearm. I use my phone. No, we want officers out there using their head, right? Using their brain, de-escalating a situation. If it gets to the level of a firearm, then somewhere something has failed. And it's not necessarily the officer, but it could be the officer. The officer failed to de-escalate. The officer failed to observe the scene properly. It could be a multitude of things, and the officer is going to be evaluated from that perspective too. This is this is one of those things. This is a tip. Like I'm I'm big on giving giving you a tip here. This is a huge tip. If you are a firearm owner and a concealed carry certified individual, I'm trying to think of the terminology here, but you you can put that down. You can put that certification down. Your PHS, your police history statement will ask you, you know, are you certified to carry a firearm? It's most likely going to be on that long packet and you will put everything. You'll put the expiration date in, but at the same point in time, trying to sell it as a huge win, such a common myth and a common mistake that I see nonstop from police applicants who do have say a concealed carry license. It's, it is not the, the avenue that you want to take. You want to be able to show that you are good on your feet. You th can think critically, you can deescalate a situation. You can learn above all else you can learn, right? Because 
this if you look at law enforcement as a trade right it is ultimately in some version or not it's a trade right it's there's education required but there's a it's a trade you have to learn a set of skills to include psychological and physical to apply in various sometimes sometimes i don't want to say minuscule but sometimes routine incidents and intense situations right wide range so if you understand that it's a trade, we want you to be able to learn more than anything else. And here's the other caveat. A lot of firearms instructors, it's not necessarily myself how I subscribe to this, but a lot of firearms instructors dislike it when an individual comes in and says, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm competent with a firearm. Or, or I've had a lot of firearms training because there's sometimes where they feel that we have to break training scars or bad habits before we get you proficient. That's here or there. You know, I know a lot of shooters that can shoot better than some instructors and vice versa. However, at the same point in time, you will and you do have those type of instructors. So, you know, if you're sitting here trying to sell that I'm this great shot, a lot of instructors will say, oh, here we go with another one. And the thing is, is you may be standing in a in a, you know, booth with no offline movement and no other type of you know no holster draws because it's a lot of stuff you can't practice in a in a private facility but ultimately don't try to sit here and i guess what i'm saying is brag about about having that level of of certification it, it kind of actually trickles off into martial arts a little bit too martial arts is really good but sell it as a positive hey i have discipline i'm trained in self-defense don't try to sell it that i'm a you know, I'm a three-time world boxing or kickboxing uh, champion or, or however you want to, however, whatever certification or I'm a, I'm a fourth degree black belt. Physical force, right? And not violence because you, if you're doing it le legally, it's physical force affected upon another individual is, the, is not something that we want you to do. We want you to be capable of it. And you can, you can humbly put that in there and say, hey, yep, I... You know, I believe in self-defense and, and personal protection. I've, I've studied that a long time. And I, uh, I believe in discipline, discipline and self-restraint, right? I would, I would, I'd eat that up. I'd accept that a whole lot better than, oh, I'm a fourth degree black belt and I can handle my own if I get out there on the street and I have to fight somebody. Who said anything about fighting someone? We'll teach you defensive tactics in the academy because those are the techniques we want you to use so that you use hear me on this the minimum amount of reasonable force minimum amount of reasonable force and reasonableness is determined would another officer that is reasonable given the same exact circumstances you did or you had come up with the same outcome and if that answer is no and those come across my desk all the time then you're not looking at qualified immunity Right. You're looking at possibly being on the hook liable for criminal or civil action. It, it's imperative that you don't think that those specific skills, while they are impressive and if done right and articulated right. I know my coaching members, if they're watching this, they're going to say, here he goes with the articulation again. But if articulated right, really sell you. But oftentimes I see these these things, especially the firearms articulated wrong. And it's it's just. It's just hurting your chances and it makes us second guess. And if it comes up in a chief's interview, the chief is going to be really reserved because no matter what, all his officers 
put his neck, his or her neck on the line anytime they go out there and and wind up getting into a use of force incident, right? It, the chief is ultimately responsible whether she or he decides that uh, you are the right fit for their department. It's going to depend on how you articulate yourself and articulate those specific, specific skill sets. There we go. So keep that in mind. Really big myth out there. Everyone thinks if I have all this, you know, training and everyone says, well, you know, I came out of the military as a SAMI, as which is a firearms instructor. That's that's great. The military is really what's what's the more critical aspect of it because you can follow orders, you learn, you can learn, you can adapt, you can handle stressful situations. That sells us a whole lot more than saying, "Hey, I'm really good with guns." That's just that one doesn't doesn't sell as well. So keep that in mind. I hope this helps. Remember, those gifts are down in the description for you. The getting started workshops going to walk you through each phase of the hiring process, give you a bunch of inside tips, and there's some hidden bonuses in there. Additionally. That one-on-one coaching call with myself, if you want to discuss any of this, you want to learn how to articulate any of your skill sets, I'd be glad to help you with it best I can. Stay safe, and I will see you next time.